Hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast. The podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra. Here today to recap a Chicago Red Stars loss. Chicago Red Stars hit the road, visit North Carolina Courage and carry North Carolina and drop the road game 1-0. But there's a lot to talk about in this match. These two teams always match up pretty well against each other. And there were some delightful surprises taking place uh, on the Red Stars side of things for this match. And we're going to dive in. So it's a lot to get through. No one can do it alone. I know I can't do anything alone. So I'm here today with my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins. AKA the scam originator. Claire, how you doing today? I'm good. Yeah, it was like big. It felt this weekend definitely was like big, uh, like away game vibes for sure. Like I was watching this game. I was like, I was like sitting on the floor of my bedroom, like eating dinner and watching this game. And I was like, this is probably not like the best way to do analysis, but that's the away. That's the away weekend weekend vibe, I guess. Honestly, you took care of yourself, I think, within this, and that's fine. That's that's perfectly, perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, I know and I, I'm just trying to, like, think back a little bit to to the preview of this one, like kind of the vibe that we were in a little bit. We kind of had the impression that the injury report was going to be. I don't want to say like hefty, but it definitely had some names on there, probably the most active injury report once it finally got dropped. Uh, to date in this regular season for the Red Stars. You get several players listed as out, uh, several players with, you know, listed with different questionable type of injuries. And then uh, obviously some of the the U.S. players are still out for for Olympic break. So we kind of had some feelings uh, about this one. I think we talked a little bit about like what we were maybe we're going to look at in the midfield. But I think the best way to start this, obviously, is take a look at this starting 11 right away and just dive in so let's take a look at how Chicago decided to to line up on this day in light of so many injuries they had Emily Boyd in net congrats to Emily Boyd with her first start of 2021 uh Tatum Malazzo Kayla Sharple Sarah Gordon Aaron Wright rounding out the back line Sarah Waldmold Danny Colaprico Mel Pugh Katie Johnson Alyssa Motz and Kalia Watt rounding out the remainder of the starting 11 <laughs> Claire thoughts <laughs> on initial first <laughs> yeah um yeah I mean it's basically like it was just like one step further from what we saw last week which was again kind of playing the game of like where is Alyssa Mott's playing are we <laughs> sure um and the way they had everything kind of lined up they implied that Mott's Mott's was grouped with the midfielders and then Johnson was grouped with the forwards and you know, immediately, right. You go, well, Mott's Alyssa Mott's is many things, but she is not a central midfielder and that's okay. Um, and then you have the thought like, well, this, in this game, this would be a game where you would want to probably employ kind of like that Rachel Hill run all over the place kind of a thing. Hill um, was questionable on on the injury report, and she did get subbed in. But so I was like, but Katie Johnson isn't really that player. She's not like your run around. I mean, she she does perfectly fine defensively, but she's like your connector. Um, and I was like, well, n- none of this makes a ton of sense, but we'll see. 
And so my fear was that Mott's was going to be playing centrally and Johnson was going to be playing out wide, but that's not what they ended up doing. So exciting. I want to take a look at, uh, at North Carolina side too, a little bit, just to see how they're lining up. Cause we're starting to see this, this courage side get some big pieces back uh, into their group. So they, they lined up as followed at home. Uh, they had <clears throat> Casey Murphy and net. Mayor Mathias, Kaylee Kurtz, Abby Ersic, Carson Pickett's run out their back line, Havana Salon, Denise O'Sullivan, Davinia, Meredith Speck, Jess McDonald, and Amy Rodriguez to run out their starting 11. And I got to say, even with players like Sam Mewis, players like Lynn Williams uh, still out on their break from the Olympics, looking at that starting 11, it's like it's looking like a courage side that is typical of courage lineups in the past. I'm just impressed with uh with Ursig and and Kurt sort of kind of holding things down in light of losing somebody like an Ab- and, and Abby Dahlkemper so early in the offseason and then like still trying to figure things out there. This team was trying to figure some some things out there in the center back pairing. And now just kind of like with Ursig in there, obviously it makes a whole huge difference. But Debinia was a player, uh, I think, in writing up the preview for our patrons uh, that I was like, please have like a, a rusty day because she was a player that was available, you know, as the Brazilians returned back to the Olympics. But I was kind of like, well, we'll see how she does in this in this game against Chicago and uh, covered a lot of ground, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought I thought Debinia played up to her standard. I don't think it was like her best NWSL game um, in the world. But yeah, I mean, they played they went out in the 4-4-2. And with every piece they get back, you know, they're filling that formation out. They haven't really changed their style of play a ton during this period. And obviously they made that trade to get Amy Rodriguez. And so her up there with Jess McDonald is, you know, I'm going to be honest. I really like Kristen Hamilton. I don't know if I think at this point in her career, Amy Rodriguez is significantly more clinical or lethal than Kristen Hamilton. But when you've got two veterans like that up there in McDonald and Rodriguez, it does kind of change the vibe a little bit. And I do think that we saw that in the game where like a rod's a gamer and, yeah. and so's Jess McDonald and so's Dabinia and so's Denise O'Sullivan and so's Abby Ursic. And so it's just like, that is a lot of uh, core veteran leadership in the spine of this team. And I think that we saw that kind of play out um, on Sunday. And then also I think the player, to watch was and is, you know, Carson Pickett, who's having a very, very good season as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, honestly, and we'll get into this as we talk about the game itself, but you know, it was like Chicago, basically, despite the, the personnel differences came up with a similar game plan Mm -hmm. as the one that beat North Carolina earlier in the season. It just, you know, one moment kind of changed the game and and that was sort of it you know didn't didn't work uh, but i mean it was working but up until that moment I, I look i love when these two teams play each other man like they have a, a history in their regular season battles that just kind of i don't know if i want to go so far as say is bring the best out of each other but it's like there's always little things that you're paying attention to when these two teams go against each other where you could tell, like even in this in the individual battles that are occurring on the pitch, where players are trying to to really kind of bring it. I mean, let's zero in a little bit on on this midfield here, Claire. Like if you if you don't mind, because like watching 
watching Colaprico and Waldmo kind of start doing what they were doing for the team, uh, you know, early in this first half was pretty, pretty delightful. I know, again, that was another player that we were talking about, like in the preview, we're like, man, Sarah Waldmo was going to have to have herself a game. And uh, quite frankly, I was really impressed with what I saw out of her. I thought her uh, attempts to close down space were really good. I thought like her tackling was, <laughs> was pretty good. I know I remember in that first North Carolina game, in the regular season, we were kind of noticing we were talking about how like some of her tackles were looking like like a swimmer's like tackle. Right. Like, she kind of swims. It's so funny. She used she, when we talked to her when she first got acquired by the team, she used the word toe poke. And that's just like what she does. She just like gets a toe in there. And that's just the whole goal is like the angle is just like, oh, I'm going to slide right in here. I'm just going to I'm just going to put my foot. It's going to get my foot in there. Just going to get, get the ball. Um, yeah, no, I thought that the midfield did a nice job. I thought, um, I mean, I liked what Katie Johnson was doing. She was like kind of playing in a false nine sort of a, or a 10. She was basically the attacking central playmaker. And she had a couple really nice balls that she sent in through the North Carolina defense. I think there was one that Mal Pugh's first touch kind of let her down. And then there was one where Kalia Watt, I think didn't have a good angle. Um, and then, right, the partnership of Colaprico and Wolmo, I thought did perfectly fine. Um, it was a little bit, it was definitely, I think you could feel that same mentality between those two of like, we're, we're going to kick ass. We're not going to get our asses kicked. And I think that that's an energy that you have to have when you're, when you're playing North Carolina. Yeah, no, absolutely. hundred percent. I mean, I know we, in, in the previous episode, we definitely saw on how, a player like losing a player like a trial was going to be pretty significant and we were curious to how the team was going to look but I think e- even though we're recapping a loss right here this is one of those performances where you really just kind of have to tip your hat to this roster as it was assembled it's the starting 11 that went out and did what they did because they didn't play poorly in this in this first half or really throughout this game you take a look at an IR like that heading into a match week like this against a team like the courage and you automatically are like, okay, well, there's going to be some disadvantages here, but the players that they're slotting in to go up against this team, putting together decent performances. And I like what you touched on with Katie Johnson, because his dad was one of those players along, along with Mott's where we were a little bit curious as to how that was going to look in terms of, of the offense. But I thought it had some, some good fluidity in terms of, trying to keep things a little bit more mobile. I was a little bit like, why haven't they tried this before? To be honest. It was a little bit refreshing, I guess, for lack of a better word. It was kind of like, well, this is, this is refreshing. It's delightful, quite frankly. Um, And I, I probably one of my earlier reactions too, like in this first half was um, like zoning in on a player like Tatum Malazzo, because just this, this player, I think, and I tweeted it, I'm paraphrasing my tweet here, but like has just grown up so quickly in this league during this summer stretch of games. It's, it's ridiculous. It, there's just, uh, there's, I, I think I said, there's no other defender who I think has, has been in her position this year. And I, and I agree with, and I still mean that quite frankly, and uh, going, watching her go up and work the flank alongside the outside backs <laughs> that North Carolina has is it's impressive. That's a tall, tall order. It's a tall, tall task. And uh, I really was impressed with her performance and felt she was really holding things down. 
out there for sure. Yeah, and, and and I think it was nice. They gave her a little bit of help. Um, that that role, that sort of hill role of running around a whole lot, that was Alyssa Motz's task in this one. And I think that you saw the tandem of Motz and Malazzo do do a pretty nice job. I mean, I think when we get into the the penalty that North Carolina did ultimately score, like we have to acknowledge that North Carolina was getting waves of pressure at that point. And that's just a fact. And they were getting getting into their groove. Um but yeah, and then I also similarly want to acknowledge Erin Wright because she um, honestly, she had a lot of tape on her legs. <laughs> and there was a moment like late in this match where she, I think there's like a little, there's a tackle or something, a clean tackle in front of, in front of North Carolina's goal. And she kind of like stands up and just like, kind of starts laughing, just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm in pain, you, you know? <laughs> and what I was are you just doing like, that moment? yeah, what right. are you doing that moment? it's already had, yeah. it's already You're like, happened. this hurts. Yeah. This hurts very badly. Yeah. I hope there was like some, she channeled like some real mom energy in that yeah, moment. Yeah. Right. And being like, <laughs> I had a child. Yeah, okay, this is, you can't break me. You cannot yeah, right. defeat me. Tape. <laughs> Stringy tape. Oh, um, man. It's but, so- yeah. And I mean, I think ultimately, like, you know what? We should we should talk about the goal conceded before. Yeah, we well, we're talking about we're we're highlighting these two defenders in particular. And so yeah. let's let's move, let's move inward. Let's move into the, sure. yeah. the center. <laughs> let's move into the center back duo here because uh, things get um North Carolina starts North Carolina, quite frankly, is what, yeah, is what right, Claire was right. referring to there. Um, it, it's it's pushing towards the the end of the first half. And naturally, North Carolina is is doing what they do and they start bringing waves of pressure against their opposition, whipping in crosses. Their midfielders are trying to slice and dice. Um, and it's happening, right? And for a second there, Chicago's kind of on the other side doing what they do kind of sustaining sustaining trying their best to bend 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 and not and not break um but sometimes things happen and what happened in the 39th minute was a very tall defender Kayla Sharples uh got called for a penalty with a ball make a handball it was a handball uh penalty call that was issued so the opportunity went the way of North Carolina uh, because there was some interesting dialogue about it on the on the Twitter timeline where people were like, yes, it's a pen, no, it's a pen, et cetera, et cetera. I I think there's also like that um there's also those feelings about it when it comes to the officiating where it's like you should have just played through it. Who knows if the official was even gonna call it type vibe. Right. Uh, so there's a lot, there's a lot to to take in there. But it, I don't it, know. The one thing I'll um, say about that is I don't know exactly if you can fault a player for that though. i don't i just like, think if, that no, it no, was i don't a, mean i don't mean you i just mean like if you have a play she made a mistake right yeah she, it happened made a mistake <laughs> and you can see in her head she's immediately like oh shit oh shit, oh shit oh shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and so like i don't think it's fair to be like you shouldn't react to making what was a clear mistake you know because you're trying yeah. to in the moment like game the ref or whatever but yeah. um I'm not trying to compare these two players by any means, but you you definitely like Maradona had a certain type of way of selling. Right, right. And you definitely don't want to not Maradona that that right. that moment. Um, but yeah, it, it hit the top of her. It, the ball it hit, hit her arm. Her arm was moving towards the ball. It was a handball. It I my get I thought my it was a pin on it. Is that yeah. she was trying to get it with her shoulder. 
that didn't happen and it i thought happen. it was a fine it was yeah, a fine whatever. call and then the yeah. official the official actually called it uh so big big moment uh for emily boyd who quite frankly had been having herself a little bit of a game uh in this one uh so the veteran rodriguez steps up takes it nails it right down the middle um Good positioning for Boyd. You know, you can't really take anything away from that. But all of a sudden, going into halftime, Chicago's down 1-0. So it's a, it's a little bit of a bummer, you know, in terms of uh, seeing what the team was presenting on the pitch and then sort of have that, uh, you know, have that kind of be the breakthrough goal. But silver linings, I think, at this moment into halftime is what? You got a whole second half to play. Uh, there wasn't poor playing that was happening on the part of the Chicago Red Stars. So you go into this second half and you're like, well, how's it going to look? So they kind of roll out again and they try to, they just try to stick to that game plan again, quite frankly, which is not a super bad idea. If it wasn't hundred percent not working before, I guess if it ain't broke, why, you know, why try to fix it? But yeah, I mean, I think it's, that's the thing. And and I know we're talking about how Chicago didn't play that poorly. And we'll talk about at the end of the match. Like I do think that Chicago gave a lot to this match, which is part of why it's disappointing. They didn't get any points out of it because we don't know exactly if they're going to be paying for this on Wednesday, but um, like they didn't play that poorly, but they really didn't play that well either. And so that's the, this has been the whole issue with this season is that, they set up in a very defensive shape. Again, we did, I'm like repeating myself. It's the same stuff I've said every week. The whole point was to disrupt North Carolina's flow and then spring on the counter. As such, they gave up possession, right? They were not trying any sort of fluidity through the midfield. The passing accuracy was sub 70% again. It was trying to smash and grab this one. And I think that you can certainly look at that as a very legitimate tactic and it's one that Chicago has been employing with some success but when you do all of that and you again do not score for a second straight game I want to be happy with this performance but it's the same issues that we've seen all season and you can't play this this playing this way is not going to win you games and like i'm not talking about draws right because like without the penalty this is a nil nil draw they're happy with that they pack up they go home right but if you can't score i don't know what they're supposed to do <laughs> yeah how do you get the points yeah the goal in the back of the net yeah no it's um yeah it's not a, it's not an unfair assessment quite frankly you know we're for especially if you're a team like Chicago, you're deep into your second half of this season. You've got more games than a few other uh, teams in this league, quite frankly. And uh, there's more coming up. You know, there's uh, they've got a quick turnaround, which we'll we'll get into eventually as we we start wrapping up this game. But um, yeah, that's the that's the that's the uh, struggle, I guess. That sometimes I know we have when we come on here and we watch these kind of performances, and we are trying to analyze it or provide a different critique or try to find something to go off of, and it's just a little bit of a loop. They're in a loop, yeah. And, uh, it's not exactly, it's not exactly making them stand out, maybe more than other teams in this league, but it's definitely not like drowning them as as right, exactly, yeah, other teams. So, um. 
you know, substitutions did eventually come in this game, you know, for Chicago, started around the hour mark, bringing on Rachel Hill for Malazzo. Uh, and then we ended up seeing oh, tiniest, tiniest, again, tiniest, 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 tiniest bit of a shift. Rachel Hill coming on and doing what she's been asked to do, quite frankly, uh, all season is to just kind of be a bit of an engine. And uh, we saw that and it was a player that they had to come off the bench to be able to cover a lot of ground. And then we saw a very interesting, uh, like a triple sub almost, which is not something that we're used to seeing out of the Chicago Red Stars, but you know, Nikki Stanton, Zoe Morris, and Mackenzie Doniak uh, were brought on just after the 80th minute. So for another another first uh, in this one, Boyd got the start in net, and then we got to see the 2021 regular season debut of Zoe Morris. Uh, so that was an interesting moment. But again, when you're coming on 83rd minute or so of the game, not a ton of time to make a huge impact. Um but we, we saw, again, player like Doniak, when we're talking about players doing the things that they've been asked to do, Doniak came on and did the things that she was asked to do. We saw her kind of get a little bit involved in the final third or down the stretch. Uh, but I think at that point, a team like North Carolina can play pretty damn organized themselves. Um, so Chicago's no strangers to trying to get in an organized shape and lock down like a, a narrow scoreline. Uh, and neither is, uh, you know, Carolina. So it just sort of felt like unfortunate that this one was going to get away basically on a penalty, considering, again, the injury report that was coming into this one and that nobody really appeared to be playing super poorly or like otherwise, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. And then, like, I think that, right, you talk about those subs coming in in the 81st minute, like those were for players who, you know, many of which were on the injury report, you know? And, and so I think that Chicago had to feel like they could have gotten a point out of this one. I think they did. And they registered quite a few shots, you know, they had that, they were trying to get pressure in on goal. Um, And so now the issue is, is that you didn't get a point out of this game. Unfortunately, you kept it competitive, you know, good showing, right? Like, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that game. I thought it was a good game. I like it when these two teams play each other. It's always a good game. Um, thought Emily Boyd had a very good match. I was really happy for her. I thought she looked very confident off her line, very confident in the air, which I know can be kind of scary coming off a knee injury. None of those nerves, really nice stuff. Um, but now they have another game and they kind of need to get, well, they kind of do and they kind of don't, you know, no one's really separating themselves from the pack other than Portland right now. And then we've got North Carolina. I mean, in, in, in one good way, Chicago lost to a team that was already ahead of them in the standings. So this did not actually cause them to be leapfrogged in any way. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure they came into this week in fifth, right? And, and they are still in fifth. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just a weird, <laughs> a weird vibes of a season. Yeah. You know? Um but, you know, this this team got to see a lot of its depth put on display in this match and put together some pretty good efforts individually and collectively. And because of that, there, I think, are still similar concerns uh, because there's a quick turnaround uh, going into this week. 
they are going to be participating in the inaugural the women's cup and it's going to be the red the, stars the, the twc i'm trying to come up with somebody what help me acronym? out here i am trying to come up with an acronym because i was going to do like wc but i'm like that's world cup so because yeah. i don't i'm going to be honest i don't like calling it the women's cup i think i think that's a name that i don't like very much so it's like mm. I I call I call she believes the SBC because I prefer that over the actual name. Yeah, but I guess the, the T. So, but but the TWC is also incorrect because that's the the the, the. yeah the, right the that's like eight, like oh, the man. ATM machine of soccer tournaments. We'll absolutely have to to think on it. Like the yeah. dub, we want to call the it dub? the dub. No, that's rude though because like the dub cup. Yeah. That's not bad. I mean, it's rude because it's like we have no idea what's going to. Happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's tough to come up with the with a fun, cool. Well, and, and to be honest, like to me, anything surrounding dub belongs to the WNBA. Fair. You know what yeah, I mean? Our so. energy and uh, the NWSL does not match. So therefore, they do not get. They don't get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying. I'm not trying to like use yeah. that. And the end of result does not. No, so right. moving on, the Women's Cup hosted uh, in Louisville. Racing Louisville, Chicago Red Stars will be representing the NWSL in this match or in these matches, excuse me, in this mini tournament that is taking place smack dab in the middle of the season and welcoming some European uh, counterparts. Paris Saint-Germain is coming into the States and Bayern Munich is coming on into the States. So there's going to be some... Uh, some interesting stuff here. So while we're previewing this racing Louisville match, this is us kind of also talking about, Hey, the wrestlers are also doing this thing because the way we, the reason why we kind of had to preview like this as well is because that's how it's set up. The Chicago red stars are going to go to Louisville face racing Louisville. And that game is going to count as a game in the regular season standings whatever the result is between these two teams and the winner of that match or whomever comes out on top in that match will move on into a final to face off against one of the European sides for these inaugural women's cup. And if the game ends in a draw, there will be immediate penalty kicks for the honor of playing for the dub cup. Yep. <laughs> cup dub. Cup dub, yeah. We'll do cup dub. Because, I actually like that better. I think. Yeah, we'll do cup dub. Cup dub. Okay, you can you win you win cup dub if you beat the Euro team. I'll be honest, guys. I will be shocked if an NWSL team wins this one. They are tired. They are hurt. These other teams are quite good and a lot more refreshed than Fresh. the other teams are. I don't know it's who not a priority it. for these NWSL teams. Yep. I don't know y'all like I if you're going know. down to watch these games or if you're watching these games on Paramount plus just go for the vibes, enjoy the vibes is that's what it's all about. Yeah. Get, get the soccer, get, get the sun, get the soccer. Yeah. Treat it as a, as a summer outing, quite frankly. Um, if you're listening to this and you're trying to get some extra insult on, on perspectives for this, uh, for this mini tournament, for this match in particular, that's what we're hating you all with. We're leaving you with those uh, kind of vibes because um, especially if you're listening, if you come here, you go here, you're coming for the Red Stars. So maybe, quite possibly, uh, 
you are getting introduced to some European sides for the first time. And if you do uh, fall into that category, uh, I am just here to tell you that Bayern Munich is very good. So we will just leave it at that. Um, and PSG has uh, had a history of being a competitive uh, team. And PSG doing- might actually not do quite as well. They've had some pretty rough results so far in there's, preseason. And there's been there was massive yeah. turnover kind of in their offseason there. And, uh, they've been yeah. struggling uh, with picking up some results in their preseason. So uh, I'm not sure they're going to handle the travel and, and yeah. this kind of heat in Kentucky and, and how that's going to look. And I guess the same could be said for, for Byron, except I don't believe those things about Byron. I think, I think Byron Munich, I, I, my only prediction is that I think Byron Munich will underperform and win the tournament easily anyway. Sorry. <laughs> Just that kind of vibe. It's anyway, just- anyway, like for me, I care about the league game for sure. That's important. Taking place. Yes. Wednesday, the 18th. Quick turnaround. So if you're listening to this, this game is very, very, very soon. Very so Racing Louisville and Chicago Red Stars will go head to head. And these are two teams that are coming off some disappointing results, I guess. You know, I think on the on the racing side, uh, you know, that's a team that's yet to, I mean, almost kind of similar to the Red Stars. I hate to, to, to be that person, but I'm going to be that person. Uh, to make that comparison, but there are a team that's similar to the Chicago wrestlers in that they have been unable to really kind of build on any momentum that they generate. So they have been a team this regular season that has gotten a win or played a somewhat decent game and then goes into their next week and has struggled <laughs> to pick up another consecutive win, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, similar sound like a familiar story. Yeah. Like right. maybe, um, but same vibe. So we got these two teams kind of going in and they're competing in this larger kind of mini tournament, but also playing for points in the standings. Um, and they're both coming off of weeks where they are going to try to look for that kind of bounce back performance. And quite frankly, the last time these two teams met, not great for Chicago. It was a sloppy, rainy, messy game uh, at SeatGeek Stadium, and they lost pretty embarrassingly. And head coach Roy Dames called it the worst loss that he's been a part of um, in quite some time for Chicago. So there was a lot. There was a lot there. And you hope that maybe a prior performance like that is a motivating factor if you're the red stars going into this match, what are you going to be looking for Claire? Yeah. I mean, I think that ultimately you just want them to control their own destiny a little bit where, you know, I think we were talking about this with the last like good win that they had, um, which was just the, the, the three, one win over, over Washington, where it just felt like they actually were in control of the game and not like, I don't know, swapping sort of spar, not like sparring with the other team, like actually in control of the game. And so I think that what Chicago wants, and I don't know if how much of this will be in their power because obviously they're running depleted, but you just want them to be in control of this game. There's no reason why they shouldn't be. Um, Louisville has parts of their roster, parts of their starting 11 that are vulnerable. And actually those play into Chicago's strengths don't set your defense up to have to defend, you know, Ebony Salmon and Nadia Nadim and Savannah McCaskill all at the same time. 
And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that like, this is what we're always searching for, right? Is just for Chicago to like sort of impose their will on a game. And even in games that they've won, I think maybe one or two of those, we've actually seen that happen. And so I think that that's ultimately what you have to look for. Um, And then also just like, I'll be honest, points, get some points out of this, you know? Yeah, I agree. I'm uh, I'm right there with you. Shocking. Uh, similar perspectives. It's just, we know what it is. We saw the IR that got listed going into that Courage game. This game is quick turnaround from Sunday to Wednesday. Not a lot of time there. They're staying on the road, you know, to travel into Kentucky to play this game. They're driving. Um, they're driving. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, you want to the team to just try to get some points out of this one, quite frankly, because in the second half, you're starting to meet your, you know, other opposition for second or end or third and final times as this, as the season progresses. So, you know, those head to heads are going to potentially come into play. You you don't, you don't know until you know, but you start thinking about those things a, a little bit at least for right now. And um, yeah, in terms of players, again, this, this one's kind of tough for me a little bit too, because Again, we just recap this Carolina game, and I'm just like, you know, there was some energy that was, a, you know, uh, expensed during this match, and yeah. I'm just, who's it gonna, who's it gonna be? Because quite frankly, you know, I would have, I would love, love to see Aaron Wright have a day, like have a day back in her home state of Kentucky. Yeah, I know she's so but, excited to go down there. I you know, mean, but I don't know how that's gonna look right. because I don't know how she's gonna feel. You know, like all those things are gonna come to play, and I'm sure they're gonna evaluate. Um, you know, with their players and and I'm sure they're having the time off because of the, the short window. Um, I so- would just like, and I don't know if they'll be available, available or available off the bench or what, but I would love to, you know, everybody's looking for that little bit of a boost having the Olympians back in the 18. Um, so I guess maybe that's it. Like I would hope that I don't, like I said, I don't know exactly how available people will be. They will certainly be traveling with them um, or you know, actually, to be completely honest, I don't really know. Nayer, no. Um, Davidson and Kruger, I assume. Ertz, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> um, so, but I think everybody is looking for that little bit of infusion from getting those players back. And Louisville doesn't get that, actually. So if you're looking for tiny little advantages, maybe that's one. Yeah, it could be. You know, there's a... Something happens to teams, you know, even if those players don't get significant minutes. I mean, that type of stuff just sort of re-energizes a group, you know, a team, a club. When you get players back in a market, back into trainings, even limited trainings, you know, so it, it could be. Who knows? Um, there's a lot of unpredictabilities going on in, into this match, and that's how we're that's what we're sticking to. That's what we're talking to. I'm not too sure in terms of, you know, I'm a, I'm in agreement with the players that were mentioned already for racing. I think, you know, Ebony Salmon is, uh, Ebony Salmon is someone who's coming to this league and she kind of like turned some heads very, very quickly. Right. She was one of these, uh, kind of mid season signings and for Louisville, maybe cat more casual fans didn't have too much of an idea, but this young England international coming in, but she made a statement for herself right away. And she did be kind of tailed off a little, maybe snake bit a little bit uh, in front of goal for now after kind of having that kind of quick start. But yeah, I would hate for her to 
kind of reignite that <laughs> against the Red Stars. And then, yeah, the other one in, in Nani Nadim, another one of those kind of midseason um, international signings coming over from Paris Saint-Germain, making yeah. her return back to NWSL. And um, she's another one of those type of gamers, someone who just gets yeah, up yeah. and is ready for game day, no matter what. It's, it's a good energy to, to have. So um, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not too sure if I, I don't know if I really believe that this game will come down to the midfield. I think maybe in some matches prior like I think we look at a game like Carolina maybe we wonder if that that game will come down to the midfielders but I don't know I think maybe we could see some real some real long ball here in this one who gets who gets one first might be what it comes down to yeah I mean I would love for Chicago to score that's you know what simplest wish dear Santa (laughs) I would love for Chicago the score. I think that would be good if they want to win the game, you know. Yeah, score a goal. And we'll see. Uh, you know, we're talking about about things that can kind of motivate you, whether it's a prior loss or players returning from international duty, kind of giving you a boost in energy. And who knows? Maybe the tournament will also be one of those things. You know, because this is a chance for Chicago to maybe kind of you know, make a return on dividends there where they were talking all that they were talking about in the beginning of the season, saying that they want to win every single thing in front of them. And uh, they struggled in the challenge cup. And now here comes, here comes a a new trophy that no one's ever heard of. We don't even know what it looks like. We're calling it the cup dub. Um, And yeah, we'll see what they can. uh, We'll see what they can do uh, with this one. So good luck to the red stars on this mini tournament. And uh, we will be back to hopefully recap uh, a win. And who knows, maybe a, maybe a cup dub. It's it's fun. It's growing on me for sure. Um, just want get to a, get a cup dub at cup dub. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Listen, guys, uh, we're covering a ton of soccer um, this week. Uh, Claire is going to be getting a real close look at these at this game. And, I'm going to get to see the lights. She's going to she's going to report back on on the lights in Lynn Family Stadium. Um, I'm hanging out with some trees in Portland. And uh, so there's a lot of soccer going on. There's a lot going on in the league, quite frankly. And we appreciate the feedback that we got from our our patron subscribers uh, wanting to to hear us take maybe some deeper dive. So we chatted a little bit about it and we're going to do that for you guys. uh, But we're probably going to make that a patron exclusive. Uh, So stay tuned uh, for that. So we'll have uh, some more content fresh out for you guys. Uh, if you've enjoyed what you have heard so far, I just want to let you know there's a number of ways for you to support us. The best way to do that is directly via our patron. Uh, go ahead and find us at Southside Trap Patron. You can find all different types of tiers. Find a subscription that works for you. We have ones that start at $2 all the way to $25 with different perks. And uh, if you like one, sign up. If you are unable to participate in a financial means like that's fine we understand things are hard all over but there's a ton of ways for you to continue your support and you can do that by following us on social media channels at Southside Channel Pod with one letter p and you can find us on streaming services like anchor spotify itunes please leave us a rating and a review that stuff helps us out so much whenever we're creating these episodes for you all so stay tuned we'll be back 
with a recap. We'll be back with some special Patreon content. In the meantime, everybody make smart choices. Wear your mask if asked. Get vaxxed if you're able. Continue your support of Black Players and Black Life. And we'll be back with you all soon.